I also want to just say it's great to have Caitlin Isaac and the youth group back with us. They're down here in the front. And they left this last week between the Sundays, and uh, they had a car break down when they got there. And then I heard there was one that broke down when they got back. And we're, and we're praying. We're praying God will restore and uh, d bring back a hundredfold. From those breakdowns, God will bless them. And so we're going to hear more from them, but it's, I'm glad they're here. I'm sure they're super, super tired. And then again, I just want to remind you guys that on Wednesdays, we meet here at the tent at 7 o'clock, and we're in a study right now on the Holy Spirit. And uh, we've talked about who the person of the Holy Spirit is. We talked last week, Daniel did a great job on, on the baptism. What is the baptism with the Holy Spirit? And we had a whole bunch of people come up here and receive an infilling of the Holy Spirit. And it was just awesome for people to be hungry for his presence. This coming Wednesday, I'm just putting you on notice, just so, because I know you won't want to miss it. We are going to be talking about tongues. Turn to somebody and ask him, what's the deal with tongues? Go ahead. What is up with that? Well, let me... Let me just say to you, we caught a glimpse of that today, and I want you, I, I want to, I kind of want to take you back to that moment when there came a word in another language, we, we call it spiritual language, there was a pause, there was a hesitation, I think Gary felt like he had a word, and he did have a word, and I'll talk about that in a moment, but then just out of the back, there was someone, and they started saying, uh, and, and it was kind of like they were inspired by the presence of God. They weren't God, but they were, God was speaking through them. And if you remember what was being said, I humbled myself and came down so that you could draw near to me and come to me. And then Gary came up and he said something along the lines of praising and worshiping Jesus. I don't think they knew what the last song was going to be. God humbled himself and came down, and I'm here to worship you. Amen. amen. Come on now, amen. amen. Now, I know, I know the issue of tongues is kind of a, a sticky subject, but if you're going to hang out around here, you're going to want to know what's going on. That's right. Amen. Because we believe in that grace of the Holy Spirit that it is still alive and well on planet earth and available to all God's kids. Amen. Amen. So anyway, I want to encourage you to come out and be with us. Are you warm? Isn't this wonderful? Because you never know in Butte. You could come next week and you'll be all bundled up. I've been there. I know. I brought my jacket today just in case. I've been around these parts for 25 years. Hey, we got, we got, I want to, I just want to give a shout out to Reno and Michaela and Scarlett back there. Would you just, I know we can't see her, but would you just hold up this precious little baby? Oh, you're going to, okay, I don't want you to have to wake her. Look at this little darling. Look at that. Precious. Amen. Thank you. You guys, that's awesome. Great job on that. We love babies. We, we believe that's the best form of church growth. That's why we keep blessing our parents just more, more. Have fun. Let's make babies. 
Amen. All right, let's get into the Word of God today. We're, on a ser- we're in a series right now entitled, What's in Your Bag? What's in Your Bag? Last week we talked about this idea of David's shepherd's bag. When he went to fight Goliath, the Bible said he searched out meticulously five smooth stones and he put them into his bag. And then when he went out to face the Goliath, that was coming against him, the Bible also says he reached into his bag and pulled out a smooth stone, and he slew the Goliath. He slew the giant. And I think from that, God wants us to understand that we're going to be facing battles in life. And uh, you've you've overcome one victory, but you're not done because there's a lot more battles you're going to face in life. And we need to have in our bag those five smooth stones of victorious faith. Because every time you turn around, there's yet another battle, another issue that you and I are facing around us. And God wants us to be victorious. How many believe that? God wants you to get the victory. He doesn't want you to feel like you're struggling or you're barely getting by. He wants you to walk in his victory. And so all of us need to have in our bag, so to speak, five smooth stones. Amen. Amen. Today, however... I want to talk, and I have a different direction, I want to talk about unpacking your burdens. Now, sometimes we have a bag full of burdens. We are carrying things that are weighty. They are things that are bogging us down. It's one thing to have five smooth stones for when you're facing the giants in your life. But there's another thing to carrying things that you aren't intended to carry, that God doesn't want you to carry, It's a weight, it's a burden in your life, and God wants you to unpack those things out of your life. And so, this is what we're going to be talking about today. Last week, we looked at David. Today, I want to to kind of ratchet even further back in time and take a look at Saul. And we're going to look at this little story about Saul. We're going to begin here today. And it's found in 1 Samuel chapter 10, beginning at verse 20. And uh, this is in the New Living Translation. And it says, so Samuel brought all the tribes of Israel before the Lord, and the tribe of Benjamin was chosen by Lot. Then he brought each family of the tribe of Benjamin before the Lord, and the family of the Matrites was chosen. And finally, Saul, son of Kish, was chosen from among them. But when they looked for him, he had disappeared. So they asked the Lord, Lord, where is he? And the Lord said, he's hiding among the baggage. So they found him. I love this. They went and found him, and they brought him out. Like, you're coming, kicking or screaming. He's hiding. They went and found him. They brought him out, and he stood head and shoulders above everyone else. And notice what Samuel said. Samuel said to all the people, This is the man the Lord has chosen as your king. No one in all Israel is like him. So today I want to talk about that issue of Carrying these burdens, things that we're hiding behind. And so let's, uh, let's open our hearts to God's word. Let me pray. <clears throat> Holy Spirit, we just thank you that you have already been in this tent with us and over these grounds and in this air out here. And I pray right now that <clears throat> as the word of God goes out, I pray that the spirit of God would fall upon every heart and upon every life. And God, that we would hear prophetically, that we would hear in our hearts, God, in our soul, what it is you want us to hear, what it is we need to hear. 
In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. So about 25 to 27 years before David slew Goliath, Saul was anointed, or in the process of being anointed king of Israel. And the the nation of Israel wanted to be like all other nations. They wanted a king. But God was like, I'll be your king. You don't need a king. You don't need anybody else. Let me be your Lord. Let me be your king. And they were like, no, we want to be like everybody else who has a king. And so finally God relented, and through the process of choosing and anointing, God chose this man Saul. Now Saul outwardly seemed to be a great choice for a king. He was a tall, dark, and handsome man. That's the kind of president you want. That's the kind of king you want. And so and the people were excited to see this guy. And even in the very beginning when Samuel first found Saul and first anointed him, He called him a mighty man of valor. He was God's choice. And God saw into Saul's life. And even though Saul had some insecurities within himself, and that's what we notice about Saul right away, is though outwardly he was a big guy, inwardly he had some small-hearted and small-minded issues. Things going on in his life. There was an emotional, he was emotionally backward. And we find out even later in life that he was um, deeply, deeply insecure. And so he was carrying this thing around. And so this idea that Saul is hiding behind stuff, to me, is uh, metaphorical to the fact that he was hiding behind emotional baggage in his life. There were some things, some issues in his heart that he was hiding behind. And I looked up the word baggage in the Hebrew language. And the word is often translated as bags or gear or or goods. In other words, the word is just about stuff. Saul was hiding behind stuff. He was hiding behind things. He was hiding behind things that he didn't need to be hiding behind. And these things, kind of, he hid behind them to, to, to kind of hide himself away from answering the call and going where God wanted him to go and being what God wanted him to be. And so these issues were kind of in the way of God's plan and purpose for his life. But God will find you out. God will say, you're hiding behind something. And then I got to go drag you out. No, I'm teasing. I think this story of Saul is a great leaping off point for us today. We too have our baggage. Can I get an amen out there? Things, stuff that we that if not dealt with, we, that they can become hindrances in our lives, and they can become a hindrance to what God wants to do in our lives. And there are times that we stuff stuff into our bags that actually really hinders our progress in the Lord. And this keeps us from, uh, from attaining God's highest and best for our lives. So I want, us, I want us to think of it this way. We're all on a journey. Let's say we're going to take a flight, spiritually speaking. And when you take a flight, when you book your airline tickets, you got to pack your bags, right? And so some of us are overpackers. I already confessed last week that I'm the overpacker in the family. I've got, I have to have shoes for every occasion. Julie's the underpacker. I'm the overpacker. Now, there are some of us that are underpackers, but here's what underpackers have to do. When they get there, they have to buy a bunch of stuff. So... Learn your lesson. 
Come on, can I get an amen out there? But overpackers, they carry too much stuff. I mean, you carry things you know good and well you don't need. You don't need five pairs of shoes when you go to Hawaii. You just need flip-flops. It's all beach, baby. Amen. I'm getting off course here. So... So we're going to take a trip, and there's overpackers, and there's underpackers, but sometimes it's not that we just carry too much stuff with us, but it's that we put the wrong stuff in the bag, stuff that is, spiritually speaking, illegal, that won't pass through. Things that we're packing into our lives that we should not be packing into our lives, and we're trying to get to the destination God has for us with this stuff. And God's like, that can't go where I'm taking you. And so I want us to have that frame of reference as we move through this. Because today, when we talk about unpacking our bags, first of all, to unpack our burdens, number one, we need to check our bags. Everybody said, check your bag. Check your bag. Now, when you go to the airport, what do you do with your bag? You check it. You bring it. You bring it to the counter or you bring it to the check-in place where you have to walk through. And the first thing we do, there are, two, there are two ways to check your bag when you go to the airlines or when you go to the airport. The one way is if you want the airlines to carry it, the plane to carry it in the undercarriage and have it there for the destination, what you do is you bring it to the counter and you put it up on a scale. And... If it exceeds 50 pounds, you're either going to pay for it or you're going to get really nervous and have to repack things. Anybody ever had to repack anything? I've already confessed a little bit. Julie and I, with the first time we went to uh, the first time we went to Hawaii, we had a big giant bag and we just put we just put it in there. Mike told me you don't need anything but shorts and t-shirts and a couple underwear, and so we. We pack this bag, we get to the airlines, and we put it up on the scale, and sure enough, it's over the mark. So here's Julie and I breaking through our bag, pulling things out, stuffing it in the carry-on bag, and people are behind us, and we're being exposed. (laughs) They're seeing things that I don't want them to see, and I'm embarrassed because I tried to get away with taking more than I should. And that's what a lot of us are doing in our journey in life. And God wants to confront us about the extra weight that we're carrying. The airlines have been trying to teach us for decades, travel light. And you know what? God is also trying to encourage us, travel light. You don't need all these burdens in your life. In fact, in Hebrews chapter 12, verse 1, it says, Therefore... We also, since we are surrounded by so great a cloud of witnesses, read this with me, let us lay aside every weight. What do you do with the weighty matters in your life? What do you do with the things that encumber your walk? What do you do with the heavy things in your life? God says, get them out. Stop trying to pack them into your life and live with it and deal with it and take it everywhere with you, everywhere you go. Let it go. Come on. Turn to somebody and nudge them and tell them, let it go. Go ahead, tell them that. So he says, let us lay aside every weight and the sin which so easily ensnares us so that we can run with endurance the race that is set before us. And so Julie and I had our bags 
And we were pulling out of one, stuffing into another to try to make it work. And this is what happens to a lot of us, spiritually speaking. We shift things around thinking that solves the problem. But that does not take care of the weight issue. You're only covering, you're only removing it from this to this. And that doesn't solve your problem. God doesn't want you to shift your burdens around. He wants you to sift through them to get rid of them. Psalms 56, 22 says, Cast your burden on the Lord, and he shall sustain you. And he shall never permit the righteous to be moved. That word cast, everybody say cast. That word cast means literally to hurl, to fling the burden that has been placed upon you. Because God says, you don't need this where I'm taking you. Amen. So give it up to God. Weigh your bag. When you check your bag, you got to weigh your bag. You got you to get rid of the load that you've been carrying. Here's another thing that happens when you check your bag. You can give it to the plane and they put it in the undercarriage or you do a carry-on. How many of you do, like to do carry-on? I love how people have a carry-on that's bigger than they are. <laughs> so what do you got to do when you, go, when you want to have a carry-on? You got to have your bag checked. You have to have it scanned. It has to go through a scanner. So do check bags, actually. Both of them go through a very sophisticated scanning system that is able to detect things to the nth degree. I mean, the the images that they can see, they can see exactly what you got in there. And they know what you're carrying. And here's what happens a lot of times when we try, when when they detect something, uh, have you ever been at the belt and it's coming and then it stops and then it goes back? It's never, it's never my bag. It's always somebody else's bag. But what are they doing? They're checking that thing out because they see something that shouldn't be there. Or they're not sure what it is. And then you know what they do? They get the bag and they put it on their side, and they walk down to the end, and you got to walk down through the end, and everybody watching you walk down to the end where they open the bag, and they begin to rummage through your stuff. And I've been by that end table at the end of that conveyor belt. I've walked by there when I've heard people begging, people pleading. I've heard people crying. I've heard people on the phone saying, you got to come back. I can't take this with me. We have a built-in scanner called the Holy Spirit. He sees in us sometimes what we're ignoring, sometimes what we're putting off, like Rachel was up here talking about, there's some things that we're not saying yes to God about, and God is, the Holy Spirit is showing up in our Bible time, in our prayer time, in our church time, maybe at this very moment right now, and he's saying, I've been talking to you about some things that you're trying to push through, and I'm going to pull you to the side. And I'm going to rummage through, and I'm going to, in front of God and everybody, deal with this issue. Aren't you glad for the mercy of the Lord? So here's what Paul said. I'll give you a picture of this and how the Holy Spirit works. In Romans chapter 8, verses 26 and 27, it says, Likewise, the Spirit also helps in our weaknesses. 
For we do not know what we should pray for as we ought, but the Spirit himself makes intercessions for us with groanings which cannot be uttered. Look at verse 27. Now he who searches the hearts, see that's what God's doing in your life. He's searching out your heart. He sees what you're trying to carry. He sees the burden in your life. He sees the load that you're carrying and he wants to help you. He wants to free you. He wants to deliver you. But you got to let the Holy Spirit who is in you, who's interceding on your behalf, helping you. You know, burdens are basically a sign of our own weaknesses. When I'm burdened down, that's because I'm trying to do it in my own strength. And I can't do it. And so I need the Holy Spirit. And he who searches the heart knows the mind of the, what the mind of the Spirit is because he makes intercession for the saints according to the will of God. Here, you can either be weighed down by this burden or you could walk in the will of God in the freedom of the Holy Spirit. And so we need to yield to the Holy Spirit. Now, when the Holy Spirit opens up our bag and he digs around, what will he find? Let me talk about this just for a moment. These are just, I'm going to give you a little list uh, of burdens that I think we carry, that we tend to carry in our life, that are, it's stuff we hide behind sometimes. And it prevents us from stepping out into our royal calling, like Saul was trying to do, hiding himself behind his bag of burdens. And so let me just talk about a few things that the Holy Spirit might reveal to us that are a burden that need to be removed. Number one, guilt over sin that has already been forgiven. A lot of us are carrying a burden in our soul called guilt. Now, when I do something wrong, I don't mind that feeling of guilt. I rather prefer as to it as a conscience, like God has put a conscience within me to know that if I step over the line or if I go in a wrong direction or if I make a wrong choice, I want some sort of sense and feeling in me that, that is somewhat responsive and yielding to the Holy Spirit. But it's another thing to have a sense of I did something wrong and let me, let me do something, let me take it back and let me, let me try to fix this. There's something different than that, of, than walking around with a guilty conscience over things that God has already forgiven you. And there are a lot of people that are weighed down by the guilt of the choices that they've made in their life. And they had this guilty complex in their life. And I did a little research on it about what guilt does to people. And I discovered there that guilt is the reason a lot of people walk with a lot, a lot of anxiety in their emotions or that they are stressed out in life because they're carrying this guilt or they also succumb to the spirit of depression because of choices, because of actions. And they went to God and they prayed about it, but they still they still walk around and feel very guilty and very ashamed. And I'm here to tell you today that Jesus is greater than your sin. And when the Lord forgives you, he forgives you, period. 
As far as the east is from the west, so far as he has removed my sins from me. I don't have to carry that stuff around anymore. I'm forgiven. I just want to remind you, if, there is, if any one of us have committed a sin, we have an advocate with Jesus Christ, the righteous who stands by our side, he pleads our case, and he forgives us of all unrighteousness. We just need to acknowledge it. Oh, you know, that's what, you know, the Bible says, confess your sins to the Lord, and he will, he is, he will forgive you of your sins. And basically, that word confess is just simply means to acknowledge. Like, oh, man, I messed up. Oh, Lord, I messed up. You know, forgive me, Lord. And then you, and you know what you do? And you move on with life. I heard Daniel talk like this just a few weeks ago in his message. And we need to hear this because we are so prone to carrying the weight of guilt, packing it in our bag, and we don't even realize we're doing it. You just, you just pack it in there. And you carry it around. And it burdens you down. And I just want you to know you're forgiven. And I don't care what sin has ever been committed. If you brought it at, to the feet of Jesus, if you've hurled your sin at the feet of Jesus, if you've cast your sin at the feet of Jesus, it's taken care of and he doesn't remember it again. Woo, come on now. Come on. I need some Pentecostals in the house today. Forgiven. I've committed sins that I, in my life, and many of you know some of my past, and you know what I walked through, and you know what I went through. And I, I, I dealt with a lot of pain of that, a lot of repercussions of that. Had to walk through restoration for that, and that's all good. And there was a place for all of that. But I had to learn early on that I am no longer guilty of what I did. I am been set free, and I'm forgiven because of what Jesus did. And you need to own this. Otherwise, you'll carry it with you everywhere you go. You're forgiven. You're forgiven. (laughs) Amen. So some people are burdened down with guilt. Here's another one. Some people are burdened down with bondage over unrepentant sin. Okay, now I just set the captive free just a moment ago. In, in that you're forgiven. If you brought it to the Lord, you laid it at his feet. You don't have to live with a guilty conscience. You're forgiven. And even if you mess up along the way, God, you don't lose your salvation in Jesus just because you stumble and fall along the way. That would not make the Lord a very good savior. He saved me from my sin. But if there's unrepentant sin in my life, it doesn't mean that I've lost my salvation, but it sure can mean that I become entangled in sin and live in the addiction of sin and live under the bondage of sin when I'm a child of God. And what good is that? If the Lord set us free, let's walk in the freedom of the Lord. And so one of the burdens that we're carrying in our life is things that we're not repentant of. And I... I, you don't acknowledge Rachel's word here again today, subtly saying that very same thing, that if there's something that God is dealing with you about, get it out. Remember what the Hebrew writer said? Let us lay aside every weight, watch, and the sin that so easily entangles. The entanglement, we call it addictions. And it's not just people that show up for AA that have addictions. Can I get a good amen out there? 
Some of us are addicted to TV. Some of us are addicted to whatever. You know, you, you can name it. There's a lot of addictions that we, we, we try to suppress. We try to hide behind thinking it's not that big of a deal. And I want to tell you something. Anything that I'm facing with where it concerns the Lord is not that big of a deal, but it may be a big deal for me that I need to take care of. And so this idea of repentance means to change the mind. That's what the idea about sin is. So when, you're, when you got something in your life, you got to change your mind about it. So that your life, your actions, your choices follow suit. But first, you got to come up here and say, you know what? This is not of God. And this does hurt my life. And this is getting in the way of my marriage. And this is hindering me in my walk with God. And this is one of the reasons why I never feel worthy enough to step up to my calling and always hide behind my baggage. Oh, come on, I'm preaching. It's hot. (laughs) I love David because David, who committed, and you guys know it, we all know it, the whole world knows it, committed a very tragic sin, not only adultery, but murder to cover it up. And he sat on it for a long time. And the repercussions of that played out in his family for a long time but let's not focus on that but let's focus on the fact that David came back to the Lord repented of his sin and then he wrote a psalm and he said man it feels good to be forgiven God forgives and this is what he said in in Psalms 32 verses 3 and 4 but here's what it's like when you don't repent he says when I kept silent My bones grew old through my groaning all the day long. For day and night your hand was heavy upon me. My vitality was turned into the drought of summer. I was dead. I was without hope because I did not repent. I did not bring it to the Lord. And it was killing me. It's a burden you don't need to be carrying. And the the Holy Spirit... He, he, he scanned it, and it stopped, and it went, eh. and you're like, oh, no. <laughs> it's oh, no, for good. Amen. It's oh, no, for good. Let the Holy Spirit deal in your heart. Here's another one. I'm, I'm taking way too long to talk about your burdens. Here's another one. Anger. Anger because of hurt actions or hurt yeah, hurt feelings over what people did. Can I just say very clearly, I know you know this, but sticks and stones and words can break your bones. These things can hurt, and many of us get hurt in the course of life, and we suffer the wounds by, of others, of neglect, of abuse, of gossip, of people being shamed because of their choices that they made or being slandered and talked about. And these things really get into us, and we can, we say, oh, it doesn't matter what they say. It matters, and especially when you're a little child growing up, and you hear things, or you don't hear things. And I don't want to get all psychology on you, but I'm gonna, that in the course of life, we hear things, we catch things, and we don't hear things that wound. Amen. And if we're not careful, we pack these things into our bag in our journey in life. 
And we're just, we just keep packing it everywhere we're going. And, and eventually the Lord is going to say, no, I, we've got to deal with this here and now. And there are issues in our life for people. You get hurt by people in church. Not in this church, of course. But we all get hurt. And here's the, here's the, here's the propensity of us. It's to become angry. And anger gets in us. What, what did Paul say in Ephesians chapter 4, verses 26 and 7? He said, be angry and do not sin. Anger by itself and of itself is a common reaction. I think it's a relief valve that God put in our spirit, in our emotions. But he says, if it's left unchecked, he said, it can lead to sin. Anger initially is not a sin, but if you don't deal with it, if you don't learn to control it, it can become sin. So be angry and sin not. How do I do that? Do not let the sun go down on your wrath. Don't go to bed on it. Don't go to sleep on it. Get rid of it. Get it out. You can't take this with you. Where you're going, you don't need it. It's not going to work for you. So you got to get it out. Neither give place to the devil. So uncontrolled anger can turn into sin, which can become a snare of the devil for how we deal with people every time we encounter people. Amen. And this is a burden. Anger is a burden. Worry. Worry is a burden. We worry. We're anxious over things that we cannot control. Worry not only weakens the mind of trusting in the Lord, but it's, it also has physiological effects on our body. There's a release, there's a stress hormone that's released through your body. It causes your heart to palpitate. It also, there's, it's, a, it's behind high blood pressure, heart attacks, strokes. Um, you know, it, it, there's a, it's proven that it creates ulcers in your body. It ain't no wonder why, this is, listen to Solomon's words in Ecclesiastes chapter 11, verse 10. This is the New English translation. He says, banish emotional stress from your mind and put away pain from your body. Or another way to say that is stop worrying and you will be a lot healthier. Amen. Now I know sometimes when I'm stressed out, I have a breakout. Anybody know what I'm talking about? So there's a, sometimes it manifests in your body. Sometimes, and, it, and you don't even think, and I'm not even trying to be stressed. I'm not even trying to be worried. But I carry that tendency, that propensity in my soul that I'm trying, I got to constantly be on guard. I've got to constantly think of those words of Jesus. Why do you think worrying is going to add anything to your life? It's not going to fix anything. It's not going to take care of anything. You're not going to stress things better. You're going to stress everyone else around you out. I say sorry to all the staff. So what did Solomon say? Banish that emotional stress. And you'll put pain right out of your body. You'll feel so much better. Why are you burdened with things that you can't control? You do know you can't control people. You can't control the government. You can't control Fauci. You can't control Trump. You can't control 
Biden, you can't control the weather. You can't control anything. No sooner do we get the tent up, and I can't control the wind. It won't stop blowing. It won't stop storming. It's been good the last few days. But you can't control things. So you just got to let it go. This piano, this was brought out in the last few moments before church started. There's another piano that cost 10 times what this one cost. Why it's not working, I do not know. But it stressed me out for a moment. Julie's like, just go get me the piano. So here I am traipsing across the parking lot. Getting, I can't control things that don't work right. Now I can get angry. I can get frustrated. I can get bent out of shape, but that's not going to fix anything. And some of us are carrying a mindset of worry, of stress. And it's got to go. We're talking about what might be in your bag. Amen. Here's another one. Let me give you one more. Disappointment because of unfulfilled dreams or desires. And the key word there is disappointment. When expectations go unmet in our life, we can become either extremely sad about it and just kind of carry that sadness with us. Or along the same lines, we become overly sensitive to everything around me and easily offended because I'm disappointed, because my life isn't panned out the way that I thought it should or that it would. And so either we carry a deep, heavy sadness and or we carry a overly sensitive, we're overly sensitive to everything. And we get mad about everything and we get upset about people and we don't, and, then, and you know what an overly sensitive type person does? They isolate themselves from people. They don't get close. They keep themselves. And this is a burden. Because like it or not, you need people in your life. I said, like it or not, you need people in your life. And yes, those Christians. You need these kind of people in your life. You need people there to help you to speak truth into you. And I know you're disappointed, I know you're sad, I know you're upset because things haven't worked out in your life, but listen, God's not done, the game's not over, you're still on earth, you're not in heaven yet, and if you're not there and you're still healed, here he's not done. And so there's power in waiting on God's presence and trusting him to work out the minutiae bringing everything together, of connecting the dots. Look it up in the dictionary. I don't even know the definition. So these are just some of the burdens, and there's others. There's the burden of regret. There's the burden of shame. There's the burden of insecurity. There's the burden of fear. There's the burden of doubt. All of these things. There's so many more. So what do you do? You got to check your bags. Let the Holy Spirit expose what's in there so that these things can get out. Everybody say, check your bag. So then, finally, let me just say this. Once you've checked your bag, you've got to claim your bag. You've got to go to baggage claim. When you reach your destination, you go to baggage claim. And you need to take what is yours and only what is truly yours. Amen. 
Don't be picking up stuff that you, doesn't belong to you. So we go to baggage claim. Let me give you, let me, let me share it this way. In Matthew chapter 11, verses 28 through 30, Jesus said, come to me, all you who are weary and burdened, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke on you and learn from me, because I am gentle and humble in heart, and you will find rest for your souls. For my yoke is easy. My yoke is easy to bear. And my load, everybody say load. My load is not hard to carry. I love that. So here's what we do. There's some baggage that's truly ours that we need to claim. There's some things that we're carrying that we need to disclaim. We need to leave it on the carousel and just walk away slowly. Just leave it for them to deal with because I don't need that. I don't need it. If it came this far and I've discovered that it's not supposed to be in me, just leave it there. Let them have it. Let them take care of it. They'll resell it and make money. That's what they do, you know. And so... Let's lay down our own burdens and lay claim to the life that Jesus has for us. There are things that you're carrying that all you need to do, the Bible says, just cast your care, hurl your care upon the Lord, for he cares for you. Jesus said, come unto me, all you that labor and are carrying your own heavy burdens. Put them down. Take take my burden, because it's light, and it's not hard. And I love that word that he said, he said that, My load is not hard to carry. So we unpack our burdens so that we can take on the load of his blessings and of his benefits. I want to show you this verse of scripture. Psalm 68 verse 19 says, Blessed be the Lord who daily loads us with benefits, the God of our salvation. Isn't that a good word? Blessed be the Lord. Now, the word blessed, you know, can be translated just as easily, happy. You know what makes God happy? If you will let him load you with his benefits. That just makes him so excited. You're carrying stuff you shouldn't be carrying. And it grieves the Holy Spirit. Not that he's mad or angry, but grieved because you're living with things you don't need to be living with. But the Lord wants, it makes him happy. He is so blessed. He is so joyful over loading you down with his blessings and his benefits. And his load is not hard to carry. But it's a full load, baby. It's a full load. It's everything you need. What is that? What are the benefits? Well, we know from Psalms 103, here are some of the benefits that God wants to load you with. Forgiving your iniquity. Healing your diseases. Redeeming your life from the pit. Do you feel like you're in the pits right now? Well, the Lord's like, here, let me pick you up and bless you and get you out of that pit in your life. He says, here's another one. He crowns us with love and mercy. He satisfies us with good things. He renews our youth like that of the eagle. These are just some of the benefits. God's saying, trade it in. Throw your burdens down. Pick up 
my benefits, my blessings. I'm so excited to give them to you. These are things that we need to claim. This is the baggage claim for you and me today. So, are you ready to unpack? Are you ready to unpack, lay down, cast aside your burdens today? Julie, would you come? Would you stand with me right now? Are you going to, here I am to worship. Um, if you're carrying a burden right now in your life, I don't, I, I maybe mentioned one that is heavy on your heart today, or maybe I didn't mention any of the things that matter to you, but you know, you recognize by the Holy Spirit, it's a weight that you've been carrying and you want to you wanna cast it before the Lord. I just want to invite you right now to come. Let's just gather around the altar. Come right now. Don't, don't hesitate. If you got something, I'm not trying to force you to do it. But we're here today to relieve you of the burdens that you might be carrying in your heart. Maybe it's some past action. Maybe it's some thing that you've not been able to let go of. Just step all the way forward, please, because we're going to pray for you. Why they're coming, just sing this softly. Say that you're my God. Yeah, just, just enter into his presence. Bring it. Lay it down. Bow down. Here I am to say that you're my God. All together lovely. All together worthy. All together to Now everybody standing up here, could you do me a favor right now? Could you just look out straight out there to the highlands? See the highlands out there, those big, beautiful, glorious mountains? David said in Psalms 120, I believe it is, he said, I look to the hills. From whence comes my help? Where does my help come from? And then he answered, from the God, the maker of heaven and earth. My help comes from the God who made those hills. There's nothing that you and I face in our life that God can't take care of it. Maybe he already has and it's just a matter right now of just saying, I receive it. It could be that simple today. I'm going to ask the staff or the prayer leaders, if you guys would just come and begin to lay your hands on these. And we're just going to pray just for a moment. Don't leave just yet. Hang in there. And Julie's going to lead us in this song as we go through and begin to pray. And you can ask them what, they're, what, they're, what you're praying about. And, and if they don't want to share, it's okay. But just pray for them that God would set them free.
while these continue to minister. Can we one more time sing this together? Would you lift your hands with me? Let's lift our hands to the Lord Jesus. Him to worship. Come on, church, sing it. Bow down. Here I am to say that you're my God. You're altogether lovely, altogether worthy, altogether wonderful to me. Here I am. Oh, here I am to worship. Here I am to bow down. Here I am to say that you're my God. You're altogether lovely, altogether worthy, altogether wonderful to me. Hallelujah. Can we praise the Lord? Come on, let's bless the Lord. Lord, we bless you. Hallelujah. Thank you.